Hello, welcome to our launch week. This is episode two. If you missed episode one, hope you'll go back and catch it with Georgie Stacias on what she learned from her greatest challenges and how she's applying that now in this pandemic. You'll love her interview. Now for this episode. You know, I bet many of us are wishing we had a Back to the Future DeLorean type mobile that could just turn back the clock on this year. We would probably be making very different decisions if only we'd known. But here we are in 2020 and wouldn't we all like the next best thing, which is to know what the future holds right now? So get ready. Joining us is a business futurist, Morris Misalowski, with his number one advice for us right now. My guest is a business futurist to the hospitality and tourism industry, founder and lead strategist at Eye on the Future. Morris, welcome. Thanks, Eddie, and a pleasure to be with you. I know, it's been a while. We do know each other professionally, but I don't actually know your backstory. So how did you end up becoming a business futurist? I started a long time ago. I've been doing this for three plus decades. I started off really as a strategist in my own business at the proverbial garage at home, literally back in the 80s. And for me, I've always had the strongest of childlike imaginations. I've always wondered about what the future landscape would look like. Lo and behold, who knew, and it wasn't my mother and father, that you could turn this into a business, into an industry. And for the last couple of decades, I've been traveling the globe, both physically and digitally, working with all sorts of corporations of all sorts of sizes and startups and whatever helping them to understand what the future might hold for them so that they can get ready in advance of it. Well, do you know what 2021 will look like? I don't think many of us foresaw what was going to happen this year. I think a couple of years ago, we all had our 2020 vision and I think most of us got it wrong. Isn't it incredible? 2020 vision was all about making it perfect. That's what we always talked about. And 2020 turned out to be nothing like that at all. Our vision was blurred and it's awful. So 2021, look, I think is going to be a far better year, strangely enough. This is not an issue of predicting. It never is. It's a matter of just understanding what the underlying economics, politics, humans, all those sorts of things, and see how they might align. Of course, this year's been horrible. It's rendered an industry almost brought it to its knees if, if it hasn't brought it to its knees. We're all wondering if there is an events, hospitality, tourism industry ahead. I will stand up on a mountain and shout that there is. There absolutely is an industry ahead. It's going to take us a while till we get back to some sort of a rhythm that we enjoy and some sort of a client base that we're used to. It's going to be hard and lumpy and bumpy, but there is an industry and there is a way to make money now and there are things we can start to do now if we want to head in that direction. We would love to tease more of those uh, strategies out from you in a, in a later episode, which we are looking very much forward to, but for these launch episodes, I'm asking everyone a big question. What was the biggest challenge you've ever had to face in your career and how did you overcome it? I mean, what lessons did you take from that that you're applying now in the pandemic? I actually have a really strange career and a strange mindset, and that is that I've always believed in evolution. I've always believed in change, and I've changed rapidly over the years. I kind of work on a three-year cycle, not by calendar, but just by psychology, that I, that I need to change and I need to evolve. So I'm kind of lucky through this period. My mind naturally takes me to looking for opportunity. It accepts the fact that I'm kind of hamstrung, which we've all but done. Things have fallen away, and that's not a good thing, but that there is opportunity amongst it. So to me, it's always been that notion of looking, not in a Pollyanna style, but looking pragmatically at what we can do with what we've done before. 
you know, I, I've I've lived through the GFC. I've had my practice almost at its knees. I've come to that position three or four times, each time thinking perhaps this was the last gasp effort of an individual because I just don't have the breath or the desire in me to move forward. But gee whiz, I pick myself up and I keep moving forward because I don't see an alternative. I mean, the future is there for us to grasp if we want to. So it just comes back to me to always grounding myself in why I'm doing something and not how. We get tripped up if we, if we ground ourselves in the how. In other words, I'm used to doing an event this way. I'm used to having delegates coming. I'm used to having people on planes. This is the way it's always been done. The how is what's tripping us up. We have to go back to the why. And that's what's gotten me through all the situations, understanding that at my core, what I do is to deliver a forward message, is to pragmatically look at what can be done. And for our events industry, it's exactly the same, grasping onto the why, that as humans, we have an intrinsic built-in need to be together physically. This digital is just another version of that. It is not the version. We will and shall get together physically to look at each other in the eye, to learn and to share. That's what the event industry and hospitality and tourism needs to keep mindful of. And then figure out the whys of what we can do right now to make that possible. What would you say right now to uh, folks who are working in the travel industry who are wondering whether it's worth staying in this particular industry? Firstly, strangely enough, take the time to mourn for who you were before. I don't think enough people have done that. So really come to terms with the fact that who and what you were before was wonderful for its time. Is there still a person inside of you that wants to be in that industry, wants to do that? The other thing you need to give yourself is permission to get out if that's what you want to do. And I've had that conversation, that really hard conversation with lots of people over the past six months. Sometimes we're just hanging on because it seemed right and because we're in the flow of things. This is a time to take stock of that. If both of those things come up positive, in other words, you you have mourned yourself, you know you're moving into a new period and it's honestly where you want to be despite all the difficulties ahead, then now it's time to figure out what the skill set is of you or your organisation, what you do so, so well, and then go out looking for what opportunities are around. At the moment, a lot of that is virtual. So have you taken advantage of the new virtual landscape? But please, please don't get hemmed into just looking at virtual. There is a physical world ahead. So for me right now, 60% perhaps of what your forward thinking should be, should be around what you can do. But leave 40% for that imagination of where we're headed to in 2021 and 2022. Maurice, I love those golden nuggets you just gave us. Can you tell us how people can, can follow you? Where can they find you? So it's morrisfuturist.com. Simple as that. Fantastic, Morris. I look forward to our longer episode in a couple of weeks. Me too. Stay safe, stay well, everybody, and please, please imagine big. Thanks for listening to this episode of Upon Arrival. Don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, and review if you're enjoying this. That would mean so much. And make sure you listen to the next episode, a continuation of our launch episodes. We're catching up with my editor, Karen Yue, in Singapore, to find out where she thinks we should be investing our effort in right now. Mm-hmm.